What is up, world? It's your girl, Alora, and we're back for another episode of Absolutely Not the Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for new episodes. Today on the show, we have my favorite guest of all time, Jennifer Williams. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. Of course. I love it here. I know. I always say that every episode, but I, we really do love you here. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about women and friendships. So, Jen, yes. do you have a large group of friends? I do, actually. Um, I, I have like the inner circle and then I have, those are my close friends. And like then your I core have, group. Yeah. Yeah, your core. Um, I have separate groups of friends. But I like to bring people together. So at my events, you'll find out <laughs> at my, my next birthday yes. um, that everyone gets along really well. So when I do mixed groups, it works because I think it's a gift, but I do find like how people mix well. Mm -hmm. um, that's like one of the things that I'm really good at doing. Depending on the activity, but if it's one of my birthdays, I know who to invite. I know what you know, who's going to get along with who. Um, I have a lot of girlfriends. I also have a lot of guy friends. And one of the disclaimers I always say when I bring all of them together is I am not responsible for what happens <laughs> <laughs> when y'all meet. This is not my fault. If you have an issue with one of my homeboys. You guys better work it out. Yeah, like it's – that's my disclaimer. But um, I definitely have – I'd say about six, I call them best friends, and they are my best friends. Wow. So, yeah. Six. Girl, I, know. I could never. It's a lot, but three of them I've known since high school. Some of them are from college and then post-college, but they all get along really well. But these are my, these are my girls, right? And then um, I have a really large group of friends um, who most of them went to UTSA, um, my best friend, Carol, she went to high school with me and she went to UTSA. So I actually introduced her to a girl when I worked at Six Flags and they kind of connected and they were roommates at UTSA and they created this big circle. Oh, look so at you. I'm like the grandmother. They don't even know it. Yeah. They would have never met if it wasn't for me. Yeah. Oh, you're the glue. <laughs> I am. And <laughs> honestly, like I've had girlfriends who – have been in my life over 25 years. Wow. So, Goals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely I've been very blessed with the girlfriends I have. I I do consider my girlfriends to be my soulmates. Mm, me too. Yeah. I've only had one soulmate who is a girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing like it's just friends, you know, but I feel like your your friends are your family that you get to choose. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds cliché, but I really do feel that way and the relationships I have with my girlfriends, we have been through a lot. And I think that keeping ourselves um, in a in a way that we are still making an effort to connect has is part of the reason why we've been friends so long. Because you have to make an effort. And that's something that I just recently learned. I mean, I know that might sound like a shock. But growing up, like, I always felt like I didn't have any friends. Um, I'm the type of person, like, I get very overstimulated when, like, being in large friend groups or, like, having multiple friends. Uh -huh. I'm the type of person, like, I have to focus my attention on one singular person. So I had a friend that I was really close to growing up. 
and we became best friends in like middle school mm-hmm. and like I had other friends outside of her that I kind of did stuff with but they weren't like my first call mm-hmm. so like I put all my eggs in one basket with her we were friends we're best friends for like over 10 years mm-hmm. and then you know like people grow and they change and we kind of like phased out of our friendship mm-hmm. and it's been something that has definitely been a struggle for me um as an adult but even in my teen years because we kind of started growing apart when I was younger Mm -hmm. but it just was hard for me to kind of face the music Mm -hmm. so I went through high school like feeling ostracized or like I didn't really fit with anyone but I noticed that like a lot of the reason why I didn't have friends or felt like I didn't was because of me. Mm-hmm. I never ever put forth the effort to actually try and make friends. And mm-hmm. then if I did meet somebody, I wasn't like actively trying to hang out with them. I was always the type of person that waited for people to want to hang out with me. Oh. And like now that I've met you mm-hmm. and our other friends and I even have other friend groups, I noticed that like all you have to do is nourish the relationship, like plan stuff. And my therapist told me that too, because when I was explaining to her about um, what happened with me and my best friend and how, like sometimes I still struggle with that as an adult, because at the same time, like one of my love languages is um, being known or like feeling seen. Mm. So like, I think that's the fifth love language. They just added that. I didn't even know that existed. (laughs) Yes. "Hmm." Feeling seen like, (laughs) someone knowing you on a deeper level than almost anyone okay and so like that was the connection that I had with her like I said she was my soulmate okay and so it was very hard for me to like find other friends because I was always like okay even if I do find other friends they're not gonna understand me on that deep personal level Mm -hmm. but I noticed that it's actually okay to have surface level friendship everyone that you meet is not gonna be your best friend they're not gonna be your closest friend in the world but it's still good to like interact with people and like those surface level friendships can turn into something beautiful. Yeah. I what I will say cuz I feel like I have so many friends that I <laughs> you don't do. need any more like <laughs> I don't need a lot of deep relationships anymore. I feel like where I'm at it's it is about networking. It's about networking and it's about being able to make connections with people and just being a better person and growing and making sure that I my, for myself am connecting with people I agree making those connections I ha, you know when Drake came out with what is it no new friends yeah yeah I was like no new friends but I'm so I'm somebody I have these six best friends but I'm very territorial of my friends period as you should and, be well and it's so funny because very rarely will I find a friend who has a friend that I actually like. So when I do, I'm like, oh, I really like her. And usually what happens is that friend becomes closer to me Mm -hmm. when that happens. But if it doesn't happen, it's the opposite. I can know, and this is is my problem. This is actually my problem. (laughs) If Let's say I have one of my girlfriends. She has two friends who I don't care for. I don't care for them. One of them, I knew I didn't care for her from the, the day I met her. And I still don't care I'm for like her. I'm like that too. But and I, I hate when I get that feeling. Well, to me, I trust my intuition mm-hmm. because there's a reason I have that feeling. And I just put guards up. Mm-hmm. My friends, though, they're like, I can't have any other friends. I'm like, no, you can't. But I joke. But <laughs> they can. They can totally have other friends. It just takes me a while to, for me. If you want me to be friends with that friend, it's going to take me a while to warm up to them, um, which I think is a natural reaction when your best friend has a friend. Um, I have girlfriends, like one of my best friends lives in L.A. 
it took me, I'd say about three years to like really be okay with her having really? friends in LA. In LA. Because they're just different girls, you know? LA girls are different from Texas girls. No, they are. <laughs> I mean, Houston girls are different from Dallas girls too, mm-hmm. specifically. So it just, it's a learning curve. I'm, I'm trying to become better because I am maturing. So that's one thing I have gotten, try, I'm trying to work on. This last birthday that one of my girlfriends had, um, there was a woman who I don't care for. <laughs> um, but I was nice and I spoke to her. So, like, I'm fake nice with her and that's the most that they can get out of me. Like, and I agree. You? Like, being fake nice isn't a terrible thing if it's all in sake of, like, being cordial yes, for your friend. Very cordial. I'm polite. Like, one thing I do, I will say, this person probably doesn't even know I don't like them. And that's – I think that's good. That's very mature. Okay. I mean, it's fake nice. <laughs> it's definitely fake nice. But I, for, for me, my girlfriends, we've been friends for a long time. We we always talk about how, like, I, I always, I'm the one leading this conversation, how when we're old, we're going to live in a mansion together. Aww. Their husbands are going to be dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm always encouraging, stay single. We can just raise these kids together. No, for real. That's That was my plan with my best friend. I was just like, if we don't find anyone, we can just like. I believe in matriarchs. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in matriarchs for <laughs> sure. So no, I, I mean, I want to be able to travel with my girlfriends when we're older. Like these are the relationships I have with these same women and I know I'm going to have later on in life. So I love that. Little golden girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. And growing up, like, that was something that I always aspired to have. So I grew up watching shows like Girlfriends um, where, you know, there's this large friend group mm-hmm. and they all love each other. And so that's what I expected for myself. And then I ended up just having one best friend, you which. You still have that. I mean, yeah and no. What I've learned about myself. Okay. Is that I. I'm an acquired taste. Okay. I'm like sparkling water. You're okay. not going to like me on the first sip, but okay. eventually if you keep drinking, you'll love me. No, I think you're adorable, and I think that everyone <laughs> loves you. Like, I loved you the first time I met you. Oh, I loved you too, Jen. So, and maybe giving yourself that mindset that, like, I can make friends at no matter what age I am, because I have friends that I've met after 24, right, that I consider my best friends like they're there actually specifically I'd say for four of my six oh Jen mm-hmm. well one thing that I am noticing is that um, a lot of the relationships that I just recently like have started building mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that I've became friends with like even you even a year ago mm-hmm you guys might not be my best friends, but these are mature and healthy relationships that I do want to have forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also noticing like, so I have small friend groups within like a large friend group, I guess. Like I have a lot of friends, but Mm -hmm. they're just like in a lot of different places. I have two close friends in LA that I see multiple times a year because I travel. Mm -hmm. And then I have my friends here. And then I have my friends that I work with or that I used to work with. And so like they're all in separate spaces. But what I've noticed most recently is that um, like 
the friends that I have now are friends that can grow with me. Um, they're all people that are really focused on themselves and like moving forward in life and they're very goal oriented people. Mm-hmm. And the friends that I most recently faced out of were not like that. They weren't very progressive. They were very complacent. And so like these are friendships that I do think would last a lifetime. So networking is a part of that. So being able to meet people as you are career driven and, you know, trying to better yourself and your money, you're going to find more people who are like-minded. And I think that that, keeping an opening mind for those people, mm-hmm. to, it's okay to let those people in. Yeah. As long as y'all are vibing. I think that's really what it comes down to. And I think one of the hardest things for me um, was letting those previous relationships go. Mm. But now I can like confidently say, uh, this might come off as classist, but I'm not classist at all. Okay. Um, A lot of my (laughs) friends, like most of my friend group, like they make very well on their jobs, but Mm -hmm. they're all very career driven women. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, money doesn't mean anything, but how can I At the same time, it means everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because... If your friends can't afford to go to a restaurant that you frequent, yes, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had fr- I have friends. I have one one friend in particular who doesn't can't afford luxuries. So when I do invite her out, I know I'm paying for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's more of like an unspoken situation, and she's probably the exception. Yeah. If I had a bunch of friends like that, I don't know if we would be friends. And see, that's the thing. <laughs> I noticed a lot of growth within myself when I started centering myself around people that were more like me. Because mm-hmm. I have expensive tastes. Like, y'all see my posts on Instagram. You see them on TikTok. Y'all know I like nice things. And, like, being friends with people that I used to be friends with, they would make fun of me or they call me bougie mm. or try to make me feel bad for living a life of luxury. And, like, we all have our different definitions of luxury. Like, for me, luxury isn't materialistic. It's a way of living. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to put certain things in my body that shouldn't go there. Right. And so, like, we would go to certain restaurants that are not restaurants I would eat at. And Mm. they would have a problem with it. But now, Mm. like, I'm around people who eat at the same places that I eat at, Mm -hmm. like, to go work out. And I've noticed, like, a lot of changes within myself. Like, I'm not putting terrible things in my body. Yeah. I'm moving a lot more. Um, I wake up a lot earlier to get my day started and I have goals that I want to accomplish and different tasks throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm noticing a lot of positive shifts within myself by centering myself around the right people. My dad used to say, this reminded me, like when you feel like your boat is sinking, you got to throw people overboard. Yep. And that to me sounds like what you've been doing because then you are able to elevate yourself. And that's exactly what it feels like is happening. And I said this a few months ago. Like I said, I'm not classes, but I did have a lot of friends who didn't have money. And I noticed that being around those people kept Mm. me in a financially unstable position myself. Mm. And now that I'm around people who are about their money, who are always trying to find a way to make more, which I'm not saying like, how do I explain it? So like having a good job, like isn't enough for them. They're still trying to find ways to have multiple streams of income so that they're Mm -hmm. never broke. The hustle. Yes. And what I think is beautiful about that, like let's say that I want a Louis Vuitton bag or um, I have microlinks. I want to be able to get my microlinks styled more than one time a month. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm too broke. I can't afford that. You find a way Mm. to make money so that you can do those things. And being around people who have that mindset has definitely changed something in me. 
Well, they say that if you are the smartest or wealthiest person in your friend group, you need to find new friends. My mom has been preaching that to me <laughs> literally forever. Yeah, it's true. But I always felt like people were going to think that I turned my back on them. Don't worry. You're a people pleaser. Okay. <laughs> You're an empath? Yes. I am definitely an empath. You got to focus on you and the purpose that God has for you, and that's it. That's everything. Everybody else will come when they're supposed to come. They're going to stay if they're supposed to stay. If they're mm-hmm. supposed to leave, you got to let them go. You d- cannot feel guilty about that. I have people that I have drifted away from. And for me, it's like if I think about that person and I don't get that positive feeling, then it's probably time to, to let, let them that go. friendship go. Yeah. And it's okay because usually it's reciprocal in mm-hmm. some way. There's some kind of tension somewhere. And it just happens naturally. I don't think you're supposed to be friends with everyone forever. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are people, and I actually I have a friend who um, I was hanging out with recently, and I'm just looking at her like, hmm, I, I think maybe we've come to our end mm-hmm. of times. And it doesn't mean I don't, I'm just going to like block her, you know, or never answer her phone calls. It's just, Going from that close circle, your inner circle, to an acquaintance yeah, is to, a little bit easier mm-hmm. to go to. And I've noticed too, like not being friends with somebody doesn't have to be a negative thing. Like it doesn't have to even be something that you share with them. You just start, um, <laughs> I almost said a cuss word. Oh. You just start messing with them on the level that you see them on. So like if, I don't think that everybody has to, um, like, I think that because we're in the age of social media and everybody's so heavily connected and the world has gotten so much smaller mm-hmm. with LinkedIn and just everybody creating all of these social networks, mm-hmm. it's important to kind of stay cordial with people. So if you don't see this person as a close friend, just invite them to your birthday. Don't invite them to your Even girls' then, nights. though, see, my birthday list this year is 37 people without my family. And I have 15 wow. family members. And I made the list. You did make the list. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I'm looking at this list and I'm like, who can I get rid of? There's really not a lot of people. The people I invited last year might not be on this list, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But at this point in my life, because I'm turning 35 soon, this point in my life, I am looking at who has been in contact with me. So as I'm making my birthday list, I go to my Instagram, I go to my text messages. If I don't see a conversation with them in the last, what, three months? Yeah. Then we don't need to talk. Yeah. We don't, you don't need to come to my birthday because mm-hmm. I have to find a, a venue that's going to hold us <laughs> and possibly catering, you know? So if if I'm spending money on you, but I haven't spoken to you in more than six months, doesn't mean I'm not your friend. It just you, means that we're more of acquaintances yeah, now. Yeah, and it's life. It happens. I, As long as it's not my, my best friends or those people in my close circle, because I do have other people who are not necessarily best friends, I quote, um, who are I'm close to. If it's not these, these people who are dwindling away, I'm not emotionally affected. But it is very – it feels like a heartbreak when you yeah, lose a friend. it does. Yeah. 
Honestly, I think that friendship breakups are even worse than like relationship breakups. They are. Because you got to think like having a best friend that you've been friends with since you guys were kids, they've been there for all of those low moments, especially in your relationship and not having them at all. Like even now at my grown age, um, I still have like memories of my childhood with my best friend and like sometimes they hit hard and it makes me sad but at the end of the day like everyone outgrows people and you just have to keep those memories treasure them and be grateful that you still have them absolutely i think that's what matters especially in today's society when it comes to single women like this is our this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're spending time with our girlfriends, not our husbands. And I love that. I do Because too. literally when I tell you guys I grew up watching girlfriends and that was the life that I saw for myself. Like. Oh, living single was for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, Jen. Yes. Living single. And the night is kind of fresh. My girls. I mean, that part right there. I just. I envision myself going into my elderly years with my girlfriends and going to brunch in Paris. Yes. And that's <laughs> now I finally have friends that I can do that kind of stuff with. I have friends that invite me to do out-of-the-country trips. And I'm not talking about just Mexico. I'm talking about Europe, Bali, mm-hmm. um, different places in India. So I'm super excited for what's to come. I'm a girl's girl, though. Me so too. it definitely – it's not nothing that's hard. You know, girls, girls usually get along with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that me having all my sisters that I have, I grew up in a matriarch. I respect women a lot. I I respect (laughs) women so much. Oh, I respect women so much. And I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a misandrist, but I believe that women are the more intelligent. I agree. Uh, gender. <laughs> and I definitely agree. I think that in girl world, you know, think about me like mean girls. Girl world is totally different than, than guy world. Than guy world, or even being out here amongst the patriarchy, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot more competition. It definitely is, and that's also something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trend of like PR friendships. That's what a TikTok creator called them. Um, I'm quoting her. I'll probably tag her in this video. But a PR friendship is a friendship solely based off of superficial standards. And so, like, that's having certain friends that you go out with, certain friends that you post with on social media, and making friends, like, based off of how they look. Like, have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, like, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. We should be friends. All the time. I've done that, too, though. <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've seen girls who I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so gorgeous, and we just end up hitting it off. I don't necessarily feel like I, like, sought them out just because they were pretty. But what I will say, all of my friends are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. To me, it just so happens that all my friends are gorgeous. They have really good personalities. They have good spirits. But on top of that, I mean, I know know pretty girls who have mucky spirits, have mucky personalities. I'm not friends with them. Mm -hmm. There's people here in Dallas I'm not friends with anymore. (laughs) <laughs> because of their mucky spirit, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> it just, it takes, it takes that connection, those good vibes. Um, but, like, when I do go out, because I'm out here in these streets sometimes, um, me and my girlfriends, it's so easy. We just walk up. 
Hello. We just walk up. We don't see them like just like we that. Just, it's really easy. <laughs> and we also have money. So we're not trying to just like freeload, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, we're, we're walking up. We're like, we want a table. We want to do this and we want to have a good time. I'm having a hot girl Halloween. Can I come? Yes, you can come. Okay. Because I've always wanted to have... <gasps> we should do spooky drinks. Can I be the barista? I mean, the bartender? So I'm going to tell you more about this night after this. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's kind of... It's a, it's a jam-packed night. But one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're getting a table. And this is probably my last Halloween, hot girl Halloween in the streets. Because I'm 35. Like, I need to be at a house party next Halloween. <laughs> I need to be at somebody's mansion party. Cool. And I've never even been out on Halloween. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I think this will be good for you. For, okay. Especially, like, I could pass the baton to you. And you I know? can have the next hot girl Halloween. You guys stay tuned. Well, and I, I pull girls together. So different girls, you know, are coming. But we're not going to have any men at our it. table. We're, it's just going to be us. Um, and they're going to be like, who are these hot girls in the club? <laughs> That, I think, what you said is everything. I love seeing women in a section by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is particularly my problem with PR friendships. For one, they're very surface-level friendships, which I said, it's nothing wrong with surface-level friendships. But if you don't reach out to me to check on me throughout the year, you're only hitting me up when a specific person's in town or, you know, um, an artist or a celebrity is going to be here and you want to sit in their section. You know what? I did have those when I was younger. And the, the, those girls who did it got married and they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to <laughs> my... I mean, we didn't call them PR, but that's really what they were. They're yeah, pretty you're girls. just together because you look good. and But it's good to be associated for th- with these type of women at the same time for networking purposes. It can open doors for you. Yeah, and I've learned that. That's why I don't like completely just... Knock it off. Knock it off, but... It's not something that I'm searching. Yeah. It's not something that I'm like completely searching for and wanting to continue establishing. Like my next friendships, I want to be lifelong. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm tired of the surface level stuff. Yes. Yes. We love you, Jen. (laughs) I'm so, I'm honestly though, like it's good that you're like shedding the extra weight of your friends who are not where you need to be and that you're making and networking. With people who are and like-minded. I feel like that's really all that matters. I definitely agree with you. And I think that because I'm getting ready to turn 25, like everything is Mm. finally starting to make sense. Everything is clicking now. Your frontal lobes are developing. They're developing. Like they're developed. I I mean, I'm finally getting it. I noticed that like over the years, I didn't have friends. Like a lot of the stuff that I went through was honestly self-inflicted. One, because I'm extremely hard on myself when really I shouldn't be. I should get out of my head and enjoy life. And I just need to reach out to people and not be afraid to and always continue networking and making sure that everyone knows my name. Yeah, I think I think you're good at that. We just went to the fair together. I feel like you, you do that. <laughs> I think you do well with this. I think that you have the whole world ahead of you. 25. I'm 35. I mean, I'll be, I'll be 35. But... I didn't, I was teaching at 25, you know, I wasn't really focused on networking. I didn't think I was going to get out of teaching. So I had no desire to like do what I'm doing now. 2022 for me has been all about networking and putting myself in positions to meet people. 
I think it's that shift that happened with COVID, like we talked about before. Um, a lot of millennials were trained to get one job and stay there forever. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the way of the world anymore, for one. Like, yeah. you cannot be blindly loyal to a company because a lot of these companies are not loyal to you. There have it's been true. so many layoffs, so many people getting fired. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, like, never relocate for a company because you could just be there three months. A lot of these companies are just filling positions just because they're open. and Yeah, which is why I really push people to go the entrepreneurial route mm-hmm. because you're working for yourself. You are going to be working more. Mm-hmm. That's what they don't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> you work after hours. You get off work and then you work on your business, which is why I've put surrounded myself with other people who are entrepreneurs so okay. I can get some of those early hours in. Like I've been waking up at like six and going to Pilates. What I will say is that like most of my girlfriends are, don't have like an entrepreneurial spirit. So it is hard for me when I am trying to like schedule my week mm-hmm. or weekend and I'm so busy, but my friends are like, what are we doing this? And I'm like, yes, you don't have to give me time because I got the tutoring over here. I got real estate here. So it's and I need to rest mm-hmm. and I need to work out and I still need to see my family. Yeah. But I, I will say this to just sum up how I put my friends like and I decided this probably when I was in my early 30s. I think 20s, I was looking for a husband or waiting for a husband more so. When it came to my 30s, though, I kind of redistributed everything, and it was family, friends, men, me. Oh, okay. Love so that. me, and which I might put me in front of them Your too, family depending and friends, on, yeah. on what the the subject is. Then networking. Mm-hmm. Then men. Men are last for me, mainly because I felt like when I was teaching. I was dependent on the fact that I, or the idea of getting a husband to like help me with my finances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I want to be the rich husband. Yes. The rich man. I love that. Right? I didn't have that mentality before though. And I think having this, this paradigm where I'm putting men here before where they needed to be was where that came from. Now it's my priorities are more me focused, me focused, mm-hmm. more sustainable long term because men are not going to be as sustainable long term when you're dating, right? Unless you find a great guy I mean, and that just like works. Yeah, it's just hmm. you know, marriage is. We can talk about marriage later on, but <laughs> finding a husband though who is your friend is important for me and so I wouldn't want that's probably why I haven't found anybody yet because I'm not I'm not trying to be out there with the men like that it's mainly the women who I'm like I agree. focused on building relationships with you know so and that I think is something that I learned pretty early because my the earlier parts I graduated from college early I graduated college at 20 and like the earlier part of my 20s I was so focused like Everything for me has been like kind of checking off a list. Um, I was always like that student that excelled and everything for me is an accomplishment. So, okay, I graduated from high school, graduated from college early. So the next thing for me to do, buy a house and get a husband. So those were things that I tried to actively do outside of college. Like immediately as as soon as I graduated, I was on the dating scene trying to find a husband. And like I would seek people out that 
like work the same kind of job as me. Like it was very strategic, mm. but I noticed that like it doesn't happen that way. Mm-mm. And it was hard for me to really understand that because my parents have been together since they were 13. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I was looking for- That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a boyfriend that I dated like all the way through college. We dated from the time that I was 15 until I was 21. Mm. And- um unfortunately like we had to break up because like we just weren't equally yoked and so immediately after i stopped dating him like mm-hmm. i don't even think i took time to grieve i was out on the dating scene trying to find my next yeah prospect and not even for financial purposes just because i wanted to make it to that next step yeah in my life of accomplishments i can see that and i think i was on the same page when i when i decided to be a teacher i had a, a long-term boyfriend in college mm-hmm. and like we had our plan mm-hmm together yeah we did too Ugh. i could not imagine I being married and having a kid at 22 listen i was supposed to go to baylor i was gonna major in sports marketing before i met him girl you would have been a really good at I'm, that thank you i feel like i would have too come on jen tasha mack but when <laughs> exactly when i met him um i don't know other things aligned also i did you know, was called to teaching. I think I was supposed to go down the route I went through mm-hmm. because teaching did help me network better. I agree. I could see that. And like I worked not necessarily in the classroom, but I worked as a speech therapist mm-hmm. in school districts and in home health. And so I think that really did kind of help with me um, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest step for me as far as networking and creating lifelong friendships was moving into corporate. Mm. oh yeah corporate keeps you on your toes like it's always something new to learn i tell you i learn a new word every day in corporate do you yes like the other day i learned procurement okay (laughs) because it's isn't that about pay yeah it's like the finance and legal area of um like different businesses okay so like once you do a sale you put it through the procurement process that's what i thought and okay that's the approval like a payment yeah okay so that's how they approve whether they're gonna pay you or not but um, yeah, corporate just really keeps you on your toes. It's something new to learn every day. It's always new people like mm-hmm. that you meet at these different companies and they always bring value. They do. I have not met a single person in the corporate world that I did not learn from. Did you meet someone that you didn't like though? I mean, always, but there were certain traits about them that were admirable. Okay. So it's a good way to figure. I, mean, I can say that for teaching and for corporate since I've done both. Um, I do, I try not to make friends at work. Yeah. I do. That's like a, that's actually a thing for me. Like, don't make friends at work. You were different. (laughs) (laughs) You were different for me too. Okay. You were different for sure. And I did have those, like an education also, um, working with all women as a teacher. I mean, we have like one man compared to all the women. Um, things can get very clickish very yeah. easily, and mm-hmm. that was my reason. I, I kind of actually hung out with the women who are like my mother's age. <laughs> like, that's me. I had work moms. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me. Like, because I graduated early and like did a lot of things earlier in life, I tend to gravitate towards people that are a lot further along in life than me. Mm, I see that. just because we're more like minded and we just you're very mature. understand each other. Yeah. You're very mature. You're like the Beyonce at 16. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Hanging out with Oprah. <laughs> Girl, a dream, literally. <laughs> a dream. That's so funny. I mean, it's true though. Like, 
Miss Tina and Oprah and Beyonce just hanging out. Yeah. Just and then I have you, my wisest friend. It's just so important to me now to circle to have a circle of people that I can now learn from. I'm your wisest and not friend. Being, yes, you are my wisest oh, friend. Every nice. time I talk to you, I learn something new, and I'm like always taking notes. I always tell people, I'm like, I have this friend named Jen. Have your notebook ready. You know what's funny? I was like this when I was young too. <laughs> I've always been like this, and I I think I wouldn't say that I. Was I'm not I was not as mature as you were or you are at your age, because um, I'm literally about to have my last hot girl Halloween. You've never even had one. I was doing that, but yeah, I but I, I am trying to be. I am extroverted. I'm also I'm an ambervert, so I, it's both. But I'm heavier on the extrovert side. But just by a tad, it just it's circumstantial for me, for sure. But like. This is the the year, like me turning 35 in like 50 days is me. T- I literally had this conversation with myself last week. I'm like, okay, stop. This is your last Halloween. Hawker Halloween's over. You need to start acting like a grown-up because I don't feel like <laughs> I act like a grown-up. That's me talking to myself too. I don't, Do you? Yeah, I feel like I'm like still really engulfed with my inner child. I like to go roller skating. I mean, like I do stuff that is not mature. It just does not consist of like going to clubs. I do so, like all that. kinds of stuff that's not mature, like dating men who I shouldn't be dating. <laughs> that's not mature. <laughs> Girl, not I don't think women are ever going to learn from that. We just – we have – a weakness yeah but i like where i'm at because i'm able to like date older or date younger it's a good happy medium in my 20s i went through a phase of dating older men did you really girl how was that i learned a lot i learned that it's really no difference like they're they're all the same that's what my mom told me same dumb my mom told me that all men no matter what their race age or anything because she's dated multiple races and she's like they're all the same yeah and i i've dated some other ethnicities of men but i'm a hot girl so i (laughs) this is the thing i have to handle them all the same yep because there's a way to handle them. Yeah, but old men are, like, really controlling. And also like more likely to be misogynistic. And very traditional. And try to be your daddy. Yeah. And you have a daddy. Exactly. So and no. I don't have daddy issues, so I'm not calling you daddy. Right. <laughs> Period. My dad, actually, before he passed, he told me, he's like, Jen, I can see you dating or, like, being with an older man. And I'm like, no, daddy, I don't have any daddy issues. Don't say that. <laughs> but... I do see where he was talking about. He was more referring to my maturity mm-hmm. and, like, where my mindset is. Um, I just – where I'm at, I don't want a man – because I am different than I was in my 20s. I don't want a man using his money to try to control me. And that's what they do. And that's – I didn't know guys. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't either, girl. Before. I didn't either. They wine and dine you, take you to all these fancy restaurants, give you all these luxury experiences, but they all come at a price. I still say no. I still tell them no. And – like, oh, I'm good. I have my own. Yes, that's my favorite thing to say. But then when you do that, oh, you're too independent. You'll never, ever find a husband. Oh, I, oh listen. <laughs> um, Texas OU weekend last weekend, I had a man. He, he His name is Jason. <laughs> he was the president of Globe Life. He told me, and I'm calling him out because I want him to try and find me. I think I know Jason. President of Globe Life? Yeah. Is he tall? Yes. Okay, he's... Can I kiss? 
Yeah. He's an asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole. I actually like cussed him out that day. Uh-oh, there was Jason. We had a witness because he told me, he's like, you're single with no kids, mm-hmm. and unmarried. And I'm like, and? Did he tell you that you're a leftover woman too? Did Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Is he really the president of Globe Life? Girl, And we'll how much money talk. is he really making? Is we'll he... talk about this okay. off the camera. <laughs> Listen, come find me, sir, because I got, I got somebody who's waiting for you. Yeah, it's me. We'll catch you on TikTok. <laughs> one, one, of my, one of my guy friends is, like, trying to find him <laughs> the, that night. He, he pretty much was using his misogyny to put me down, mm-hmm. and I'm like... Bro, you can't put me down. And what I think is crazy. Because I denied you. Yeah. I denied him, by the way. That's why he's so upset. Yeah. (laughs) These guys that, like, try to say, like, oh, you're a leftover woman. You're not married. You don't have kids. But, like, you don't either. So. Mm. He had a kid. He had a seven-year-old. But he's not married to his baby, the mother of his child. But my thing is Breaking up black families. Men have the ability to ask for a woman's hand in marriage. Like. Uh, don't get me started. Men technically are the ones that make the move. Yeah, make the move. Decisions. As they say on my TikTok, in my comments. Women have power too. I don't think a woman needs to stay in a relationship with a man if he's not proposing within, honestly, at this point, three years. Yeah, three years I think is a good run because one year is kind of scary. One year is too much. You don't really, to me, you don't know somebody until three years. I don't think you should even, that's another another topic. Yeah, that but, is. For men to say, like, they have all this power when it comes to marriage and for them to be like, oh, you're not married, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, babe, you could have asked anyone to marry you and you're still not married. So what does that say about you? Marriage is made for men, though. Like, it benefits men more Only, than it yeah. benefits women. Women, like you said, that that checklist, mm-hmm. it looks good for societal purposes. It looks good because it, it gives a status quo. Mm-hmm. A woman who is single, she does have to work harder. Absolutely. A woman who is single has to has to depend on herself, but also is constantly asked when she's getting married. Yeah. And is not seen as it's like a all societal whole woman. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly the reason why I like chilled out on going to my home church for a long time because I kept getting asked. When are you gonna get when married? When are you getting married? And I'm like yeah, like, I just got out of a breakup. Like, I'm not thinking about marriage. I'm thinking about getting myself together. Yeah. This was three years ago. Getting myself together. I've been single for three years now. Happiest I've ever been. The Got the grown woman weight that I needed to have. And you look good. Thanks, girl. <laughs> I was so skinny when I was in a relationship. Every time girl, I'm in yeah. a relationship, I'm, like, skinny. Skinny. I always have the hips, but everything else is gone. And, like, 121 pounds. Not... Not where I need to be. Wow. Not at all where I need to be. I'm healthy and I'm happy, happier now that I'm single. And you're whole. And I'm whole. But it doesn't mean I'm, I don't need love. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not dating, but I'm also things day by day. You know, you can't stress yourself out trying to find a husband. And I know girls who've done that. I know girls who have settled because just for the sake of having a man and that's something that i heavily preach i know your church was asking you when you were going to get married and i remember like i would go to church and people would be like oh i don't ever see you getting married and that like oh really yes at that age like that was not something i could handle not something i could take because i'm just like oh no i'm gonna get married but now 
as an adult, you're like, thank you. I see why. Yeah. Like I'm, I can stand on my own two feet. I'm they very told you much that an when individual. You were a young girl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I never understood it. It actually made me very sad. But now as an adult, I see like I am an individual. Yeah. And, and I'm not gonna stand behind anybody at uh, this point. Next to yeah, a man. Sarah Jakes Roberts is proud of you. Okay, I love her. I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> she's, but she's also like the one in the church who's like telling us, like, girl, focus on what God has for you, mm-hmm. what the purpose that you need to do here on this earth. Everything else will come, and I do believe that I everything agree. will come. She did that. Mm-hmm. She didn't know she was going to meet her husband. The way she met him, you know, and it happened. And if we don't ever get married, that's okay too. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's you have for your the men. Yeah. yeah. It's for the men. It's for the men. But that's why it's so important. Like I see a lot of friends or yeah, a lot of my friends get into relationships and they completely like stop talking to their girlfriends. Yeah. But as for me, like at the end of the day, relationships are fickle. Men come and go. The one thing that's going to remain constant for me is the friendships that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change that for any man that yeah. walks on God's green earth. Because at the end of the day, that's who's going to pick me up when this man leaves. Exactly. That's what, honestly, even like down to like planning events or like making things happen. If I have plans with my girlfriends or if I'm making plans with my girlfriends and a man's like, oh, I want to take you on this day. I'm so sorry. I'm busy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> Let's reschedule <laughs> when I'm not with my girlfriends. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm not one to ever cancel my girlfriends for a man. Never. That's like girl code yeah. nowadays. I- I'm sure they did that. Our parents did that all the time. But mm, I don't know. I think my mom used to cancel on her friends to hang out with her man. Yeah. I think I think they did. I think my mom did too, honestly. Yeah. But I also look at my mom. She's 68 years old. My dad's passed away a year before my dad passed away. Her best friend passed away. Mm. But those were, her, those, those, those were her friends. Yeah. She didn't have this large group of girlfriends like I had. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, one friend dies. I got another. <laughs> you know? That's my Jane! <laughs> it's true, though. It is true. When I'm that age, friends start passing away. I still have other friends. I'm not going to be lonely. I need to grow my friend group. Because your husband's going to die for sure before you. Hell yeah. Well, I don't know. My husband, he's he's healthy. Okay. Very <laughs> Unless healthy. Unless he's younger. Yeah. Well, no, he's older, but he's healthy. Oh. He's not old, though, Jack. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's not your husband. I mean, he's probably going to be. Okay. <laughs> every, In the every, next 10 years. <laughs> every com- Don't wait 10 years. Oh, yeah. How long have you been? Where are y'all at? How many years have y'all been together? Um, Is it more than three? Yeah. Mm. But you're young, so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not trying to get married. And I'm like my first, our first few years, I was a hot girl. Like, okay. when I tell you the hottest of the I was the hot girl coach. He couldn't get you to sit down? Absolutely not. What? Hot okay. girl coach. But now, like, like, I'm settled down. When do you want to get married? Like, what age? I don't have. I don't have, have an age? I have completely given that to God. Mm. I used to say, like, when I was younger, I was just like, oh, my mom was married at 28, so I want to be engaged by 25, and I want to be married by 28, and then I want to have all these kids. But, like, right, realistically, like, in this economy – Kids, maybe. Having a man, I really love myself. And I have so much fun watching Girlfriends Alone. Like, yeah, it's hard to just invite somebody into your space permanently. Like, having them come spend the night, like, that's great. 
So I had to figure out something, but y'all can come to my life partnership ceremony. That is so funny because I'm like the opposite. Like <laughs> I w- I'd like to be married. I would like him to live next door. Yes, yes. Or have like separate his, spaces his or like your wing. own room. Yeah, no, he needs a wing. I need a wing. Like I need my own kitchen. Mm-hmm. He has his kitchen. Yeah, with his dirty rag and the dirty dishes. Well, and I'm not going to marry a man who – I don't date men who are dirty. I love so that. But dirty to a man and dirty it's, to a woman, woman is completely different. different. But, like, I have a tick. Like, I hate when people, like, take their clothes off and leave them on the floor. That goes for girls, I mean, yeah. too. Because I have stayed with girls in hotels and they just take off their clothes and throw them on the floor. I'm like, ooh, I'm not traveling with her again. Yeah, I know. You got to be neat and tight. I was raised in a military home. So <laughs> oh, <not>. yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do want to be married. I don't necessarily want the children, more so because of the economy and the world mm-hmm. where it's at. But when it comes to, like, marriage and having a partner, like, I would like, I would like to have somebody just not up underneath me all the time. Yeah. We can keep talking forever. (laughs) I definitely agree with you, Jen. And I feel like as far as friendships and relationships go, like, I love both. Yeah. I love my friends. Um, I love my boyfriend, of course. Do you put your girlfriends over him? Let's talk about this off camera because okay. he's going to watch this. Okay. <laughs> it's like... What about you? Um, I would. But I also haven't been in a relationship in three years since I've adapted this mindset. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 30. Yeah, so 31 was the last relationship that I was in. And, yeah, I, I feel like where I'm at now, if I'm dating... My girlfriends are going to be in front of that person. Absolutely. Um, the hard part is the marriage. Like, hard that's part is so sad. It's it's hard at night when it's cold outside to like, do I want to stay here or do I want to go with my girlfriends? Yeah. I think that all of my friends who are in relationships struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I'm the one calling them, telling them to come out. But my thing is like, how much fun do you really have with your boyfriend? Like, does he make you laugh until you pee? Um, I don't have a boyfriend. I have somebody that I'm dating and <laughs> this person is, I'd say different, but I still wouldn't put my girlfriends like beneath him. Beneath him. Yeah. No. It would not happen. It literally would not happen. Now, I don't know if I could necessarily put my girlfriends above my boyfriend because they came after him. These oh. are all newfound friendships. So... I say on the hierarchy, my boyfriend has to come first. Yeah, I can see that. That does matter. So, yeah, you just answered that question. And my boyfriend is my best friend. Yeah. Well, he should be. Yeah. He totally should be. Like, we actually, like, really have a friendship. Yeah. we were friends first, and then we started dating. That's the way to do it. And it's honestly, like, the healthiest and, like, best relationship I've ever been in. Because y'all are friends first. Yeah. He has the respect for you. And he understands me on the level that my old best friend did. Which, like I said, is my love language, feeling seen. So, so my only question is, so you, since you have your boyfriend and he started off as a friend, do you have other guy friends that, like, you're close to like that? Still? Not as close as I was to him. Okay. Um, but I definitely do still have guy friends. Oh, and good. he's understanding of that. He has girlfriends. And, like, I talk to his girlfriends all the time. Like, we're friends on Instagram. That's a matter. Anytime we go to his home city or his hometown, I'm like... Where's Mimi and Star? Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> I love his girlfriends. Like, it's no insecurities there. 
That matters. That totally matters, especially when you're when they have friends of the opposite gender, and so do you, to have that mutual understanding. I don't date men who are jealous of my guy friends because mm-hmm. I do have really close guy Me friends. Me too. Yeah. Like, I, if I were to get married, my male friends are going to be my bridesmaids. Mm. Like, definitely. I'm going to have a wow. long, a long um, row of bridesmaids. And, wow. Yeah. Now I want to, I, I mean, they might be ushers or something, but might give a speech you some know? of my guy friends are gay too so like, okay they're gonna come slay period i do have my gay guy friends that's a whole different that's a whole different <laughs> friendship yeah i'm gonna have a lot of people in dresses and some of my bridesmaids bridesmen i love it in suits i love it and i mean like my boyfriend can have his if he wants grooms women very unorthodox yeah i, I mean that. i think our whole relationship is very different than most mm-hmm. just because we have very different beliefs of how like relationships should be mm-hmm. but i do think that what we have is much healthier than most relationships too because we understand boundaries and like how to function as individuals rather than like that's that key. codependency that's the part that i want to avoid in my next relationship is that like you're up underneath me all the time i can't do anything my last relationship he just watched a lot of tv and I don't watch TV. Yeah. So I felt like I wasted, like, that's the experiences I had with him were great, but watching TV on his couch did waste my life. Mm-hmm. It wasted my life and my time. <laughs> and good luck to his new girlfriend because I know that's what they're doing. I hope you're wasting a lot place. of time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how my previous relationship was, too. We spent a lot of time inside, mainly because we just both really didn't have any money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I was still in college, and then before college, like, I was in high school. Yeah. I had senior fees and senior activities, so all we really could do was, like, go to the movies mm. or, like, sit in the house and watch Netflix. So that's what we did. And, like, obviously, I'm kind of a homebody, so I didn't mind it as much. Yeah. But with the guy that I'm with now, like, he's always encouraging us to do something. Like, we're always trying a new restaurant. We're always going on some sort of vacation to a country we've never been to or seeing something that we've never seen. Y'all are cute. Thank you. Y'all are so cute. Thank you. I love that for you. (laughs) And, yeah, you're, like, I would say with my girlfriends who have significant others, you do balance well. Thank you. That's good for you to keep that up. Thank you. I'm trying. You have to. I'm trying. For your sanity. (laughs) Yeah. And I think sometimes it's good to, like, get away from your guy to kind of just decompress and, like, be around women. It's nothing like being around women. I have a girlfriend who, when she was with her last, like, we didn't see her at all. But when they broke up. She's back on the scene. She's outside. Have you... Have She's you seen outside. this movie or this uh, TV series called... Um, Probably not. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You don't watch TV. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? It's called Dollface. It's about a girl. It's super cute. You should watch it. It's on Hulu. So it's about a girl who is in this long-term relationship like through college. And she has this group of girlfriends that she was friends with in college as well. But mm-hmm. their friendship kind of slowly faded out. Mm -hmm. As she dated this guy, they ended up graduating college, living together. They went into their various careers together and her friends kind of moved on and still hung out with each other, but they were all single. Mm. And so eventually like one day they're just at brunch and he's like, you know, I'm not really feeling this anymore. I think we should break up. 
And so immediately, like, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know who she can call, who she can talk to, but she has to move out of the apartment. And the first place she goes to is her friends from college. Oh. And they're like, girl, we haven't heard from you in five years. Dang. And I just feel like that is very indicative of what girls are like now in relationships. You won't hear from them forever, but as soon as them, as soon as their relationship doesn't work out, they're hitting you up like, hey, girl, let's go to the club or... That's why we gotta have balance. Exactly. We have to have the balance. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for having this chat with me. Thank you for having me. This was fun. I know we we talked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you guys enjoy every moment of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Absolutely Not. Be sure to download it on all streaming platforms and tune in weekly for new episodes.